man, what a week, what a week. I'm digging into it now. There's something to be said for sitting down writing what you think. It changes everything, I guarantee it. Let's let's sit down, we'll talk about what we believe. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the show. How you doing today? That's the most important question. Even more than that, how are you going to be doing by the end of the day? Is it going to get better or is it getting worse? Give you a minute on that one. That's the that's the key, right? That's the ticket right there is for you to take action every day in your life. And actually, at the end of the day, so hell yeah, we're that much closer. We're that much closer to being out of debt. We're that much closer to having the money we need to. We're that much closer to clearing out those things that are eating up all our time so we don't have any left to do the things we enjoy. We don't get to go fishing, but we're changing that, right? I can't count the number of times I've got into a conversation with someone about what they believe in life. And inevitably, inevitably, when I start asking them questions and the questions get harder, they tend to get a little irritated and pretty soon it's like, screw you, I love my life. Believe me, I get it, right? I understand exactly where you're coming from. I mean, here you are, you're fully embedded in this mission, this this path that's taking you to where everyone else is going, you know, and you got the dead and you wake up every day. And, and there are times, of course, when you scratch your head and you're going, why again did I give up? my 30s and 40s and 50s to wake up old tired with an opportunity to do some stuff but really don't have the energy the energy of the tank is empty right you know why we do that and so many other things in our life it's because of what we believe you think that you just you just happened upon the idea of owning a dream home and having a dream wife and a beautiful life and an amazing Facebook posts and all these amazing things that make you more successful than the people who live next to you who are doing the same things. And just like that, there is an example. There is the example of the power that comes from being able to control what you believe, right? I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a, I don't want to step on anybody's toes with this, but you kind of have to state the obvious, right? Just jump up, raise your hand, send me an email, do whatever you need to do. But anyone who actually takes a look at their life as a whole and says, hell yeah. You know, they're out there, they get up early on Saturday, they get that mower out and their garage is perfect and their yard is perfect and they mow it and then they clean the windows and it's just, from the time you get up and the time you go to bed, it feels like you do when you go water skiing or snowboarding or hiking or on vacation to Hawaii. Oh, come on. Everybody knows you can't do that, right? You can't You can't just, just decide to build your life around the things you enjoy. I mean, who heard it? What kind of success is that? Huh. Oh, well, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be cool to, like, spend a few weeks on a sailboat. Maybe a month. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a, maybe six months of getting up every day. And granted, you do have to work because you've got to support yourself. You need a little cash to pay for the things you love, right? You're not retired, for God's sake. So, yeah, you take a job, maybe working in some curio shop, selling stuff to, to tourists, or you work as a bartender, some cool job where it's not really, it's more like a hanging out with friends, right? And you spend every evening eating fish and drinking wine and watching the sunset, right? 
can't happen. Can't happen. Can't do it. What's funny about it is that's that's what we believe, right? So, of course, that's what happens. And the opposite is the same. I mean, the opposite is true as well. Let's just take a look at our choices. We we believe our choices are our choices, and they are our choices, right? They're, well, what do you mean? They're my choices, right? Sure. Sure, they're your choices. But we're so busy making them and following the path and and addressing the obligations that they create, but we never really stop and ask ourselves, why why did I choose this? Why did I why did you choose it? I mean, you got a house, you got cars, you're you're in debt, you got to take the trash cans to the curb every day the same like on the same day that I do, right? If you're the lucky one, or maybe it's the unlucky one, I don't know, it depends on how you look at it. You're you're like me and and from the time you can remember, there's this nagging question about why do we do everyone why does everyone do the same things on the big scale, right? We all buy the house and the cars and we accept the debt and we do all those wonderful things that create our American dream, right? But the question is I can't I can't escape the question of why do we do that? And as it turns out, it's because what we've been taught to believe I, I can already hear there's somebody out there heard that statement talking about the American dream and they're out there let me just tell you something nobody's talking crap about the American dream it don't matter that's how it's supposed to be that's how it's always been and we're gonna fight for that I don't care who you are. That is the real deal. I mean, when you think about some of the things you believe, and when I start asking people about being happy, they'll actually get pissed off defending the fact that they're happy. And of course, my approach is somewhat interesting. So let's just let's just pick something you believe or we globally believe. Let's, let's just pick the issue of us owning a home and what we believe about home ownership. All right, let's talk about this for a minute. So Owning, everybody knows it. Everybody knows owning a home is a great investment. Owning a home saves you money and builds equity and does all kinds of wonderful things for your life and makes your life so much better than it would be otherwise. That is definitely the story. We're following that. Everybody, yeah, you got to agree with me on that. Now, let's 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 take that story and let's move it forward to an evaluation of how it actually is. You see, where I'm struggling, where I have problems trying to figure out whether I'm on the right track or the world's on the right track or actually what the truth is, is that in, I mean, when I do a general observation of life, one of the things I can almost guarantee to be true is the fact that when we're doing stuff we enjoy, we look like we're having fun. We're smiling, we're lighthearted, we're appreciative, we're thankful. We have all the good juju in the world running through us, right? Next time you're traveling across the country, next time you're involved with other people in general, just take a minute and take a look at the faces. Take a look at what you see that comes across their exterior. Take a take a note of how they interact, if they interact, and how they're looking. We got everything we need, apparently, because we all chose it. So the issue is we should probably be happy according to the the way it was presented to us, right? How happy are you right now? How excited and energized are you about where your life is going? You do know why, right? It's because of what you believe. All right, so I don't know if you realize this or not, but there's a there's a general perception that I'm kind of the crazy one, which I am according to whatever you decide is the standard for crazy, right? That doesn't have anything to do with me. But the point I'm making here is, so to this morning, my day included working on a book for about an hour, 
heading out, getting a uh, workout in, an hour and a half workout in, doing a 15-minute live podcast, coming back to the house, getting lunch, and now I'm working on my second podcast uh, as a series just so I can get them pre-recorded so I don't miss anything, right? That's my day, and it is, uh, let's see, it's it's 145. I got another six hours of doing stuff. How does that happen? How do I seem to be this unstoppable force that just keeps producing? It's because what I found is that I, when I started believing that I'm better at life, I'm more productive at life, I reap more benefits from life when I'm actually engaged in things that actually make me feel better about life, right? Let's face it, I don't know if you're looking at it, but you do realize I don't seem to be running out of any steam lately. That's because I figure if nothing else, I'll just continue to load it up and I'll find a way to do more and change it up and just keep creating this kind of information and telling these stories. And pretty soon someone's going to say, hey, listen, we're not going to get rid of him. So we're going to have to make him famous. So eventually he'll go away. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully he'll switch to something else, right? I don't know if you realize it, but what you're seeing is you're seeing what happens when when you embrace what I am actually talking about here. I'm not telling you to become a monster or to shave your head and get tattoos over your eyes. What I'm saying is, is that sure you're doing it and fine. You've proven to the world and to yourself that you can achieve that level, right? You as are that successful by whatever gauge you choose to use. But now that you've arrived, don't you think it's time for you to start looking beyond that and saying, all right, all right, we've been sitting around here in this house. I'm 20 pounds overweight, and I was just thinking about getting me one of those shower seating showers or the sits bathtub or whatever you call it, right? The whole world is waiting for you to create what hasn't been created. They will applaud you for your effort. And even if none of that happens, guess what? Just the mere act of chasing something. You ever see even an old dog? My daughter has an old dog, Phoebe. And when she was young, you'd throw the ball and she'd chase it and sticks. And she's just going and going and going. And what happens? You throw the stick. She'll run over to it. She ain't bringing it back to you. She'll smell it. And then she goes, lays down, right? You're not going to attack everything you did at 50 like you did when you were 20. But that isn't an excuse to stop. That isn't an excuse for you to say, all right, well, that's good enough. Let's see, uh, I, re- I worked my my butt off for years, got the house paid off. Yeah, we got enough money to survive. We'll be fine. The sad part about it is our potential is only limited by us. How does what we believe enter into this whole story? Think about it. Think about it. We, If you think about what your view is of your choices, of your conventional American dream, right? You, you're, you're kind of get bowed up if I start telling you, well, it's not really that great over here because the general consensus is that was a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm part of the crew. I'm part of the group. I, I look like you. I got a life like you. I'm pretty safe. When we talk about living our best life or capturing the most benefit from the life that we live. 
Where we're getting sidetracked is the things we believe don't actually pan out to be true. In spite of all of the arguments and all of the protests against anyone questioning the fact that you owning your beautiful house makes you happy. Because in essence, it does, or at least it did. And now you hold on to that as the keynote of why you continue to engage in the life and make the choices that you do make in life, right? Because, you know, somewhere along the line, you felt really great about it and so that pretty much establishes it here's the problem with that everything nearly anything that you buy anything you acquire any new experience you have not had or you are being reintroduced to will come with a burst of happiness contentment and energy No one comes in after a long day of driving or whatever, and they come into the restaurant, and they're all mopey because they're inside getting ready to have a good, tasty meal and some cold drinks and get out of the car for a while, right? It really comes down to that. And whether it's a a candy bar in the grocery store on your way while you're checking out, or it's your new RV and the dream to live free and able to do whatever you want, right? There's going to be an initial boost of energy that comes with that it's called happiness unfortunately where we fall down in our understanding of this is that let's say you're just out hanging out and you don't really need a truck but you've you've kind of talked about it and you've got a little free cash now because you just paid off the credit card right so there you are you want this you need a truck and but you're not really in the market for one but you go to the dealership just to look and check prices and guess what happens In a real short amount of time, all of a sudden that dealer has you, that salesman has you feeling so good about what you're about to get into. I mean, he's over there talking to you in your ear. He's telling you how pretty you are and how great you're going to look in this car and how easy it's going to be. All you got to do is tell him what you want your payments to be. He'll work out all the rest. That's what I'm talking about. And there you go. You go floating. Pretty soon you're floating off the ground and it has that new car smell. And guess what happens? It isn't long before all of a sudden you're realizing that that man is right. You're realizing that you need a new car because now that you think about it, that one you have is junk. It's about right. You're sure it's going to break down at any given moment. And then you roll out of the dealership, you got your new car, your hair's blowing in the wind, the stereo's a blast, and you pull in the driveway at home, and you get out of that car, and you go in the house, shut the door, and then you go back outside, and you look at that car, and you go, crap, oh, what'd I do? And sometimes it doesn't take that long, okay? But my point is this. We make a lot of decisions based on our desire to be happy. There's nothing that feels better than to be sitting on top of the moon on a happiness level where everything you have going on is just, it's just you're feeling good, right? But happiness is an emotion and it depletes. And it's the mess that we have left that is really the key to whether you're living your best life or not. Let's talk about that. Let's face it, no matter what you think, the reason you own the house you do and have the life you do is because of what you believe. If you want to change the life you have, change the debt you have, change anything about the aspect of your life, the one key element that has to exist is you have to be willing to change what you think about what you're doing. You have to change what you're thinking about what you're doing. Did you get that? If you're not thinking about, well, I got to get another podcast done and let me think about the marketing on this and how was the messaging on that and how was the audio on that. If you're not doing that, you're not a podcaster. 
And that's the ticket right there. How do you get started? You get started by moving. See, chances are, I just got back from the park. I did an hour and a half workout in the park, and there were all kinds of people there, and they were all kinds of shapes and sizes. But one common thing I noticed in all of them is they weren't moving. They were sitting in their chairs, just reading a book or looking at their phones. A body at rest stays at rest. A body in motion continues in motion, right? It's called the flywheel effect. If you get up off your butt and you say, you know what, I'm going to get some energy going, so I think I'm going to go down and I'm going to do this every day for an hour. You know what happens? Before you know it, you'll be doing that and then some because you're already up and you're already moving, so you might as well go over here and do this too. That's the flywheel effect. My 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 personal career, what I've what I've done here, what I continue to do here, is a direct result of the flywheel effect. Right there, I am one day talking to my son. I say, son, you know, I really love to talk to people. I'd really like to help people. He says, well, Joe Rogan says you should be a podcaster, or to be a podcaster, you need to do a podcast. Why don't you be a podcaster? I'm like, oh, okay. And just like that, I had committed myself to doing something different doing something I wasn't doing, doing something that would take me in a different direction, right? Of course, I don't do anything halfway. No, I mean, you know that, right? I don't do anything halfway. So what did I do? I rolled out there and I did one podcast every day for 383 days, I believe, with almost as many corresponding videos. Who does that? Who does that? Who has the energy to focus to that degree, right? An obscure element, an obscure fact the world doesn't even care about. But the point I'm making here is, you know why I did it? Because I believed I could. Because of what I believed about how important it is for us to step beyond what we know. No one, I, I, I guarantee, let me just give you this. Saturday morning when you get up, you pull that lawnmower out. You pull that weed eater out. You open that. Do what you do with that weed eater and that lawnmower, right? You're not going to have a gallery of people going, Wow. Wow, that's amazing. How does he do it? Wow, wow. Because you're mowing your lawn. The same is true for the house. I mean, no one cares one way or the other whether you own a house. All right, this is where I'm going to get in your business one more time. Not apologizing for it, because if I don't, then you won't, right? All right, so let's say that you're okay with, you need a place to live, which I agree with. Everyone needs a place to live to live right you need a place to get out of the weather to take a shower to get your rest to prepare your you prepare yourself for your life when you head out into the world when you launch out of your whatever your capsule is and you go explore and then you come back to do it again right everybody needs some sort of space like that right well we're getting confused about it again coming back to what we believe is that some of us associate the dimensions and the size and the grandeur of that capsule that we refresh ourselves in as having some unseen significance in the world as being like as if it gives us an extra sense of power or we're we're somehow better than the rest and we've achieved a higher level of success right kind of feeding into that desire to win you know you're over there jogging and you're just friends but he steps up the pace you step up the pace and pretty soon you're both at a full-fledged sprint heading to the finish line just because you want to win right 
On the live podcast, I talk about wearing shoes that fit. Uh, I talk about you not, you don't go to the store and buy shoes that are two sizes or three sizes too big. There's a reason for it. It's not practical. It doesn't work. It doesn't add any, it doesn't add any benefit to your life, right? You don't need it, not, you need, you need it to fit, but you don't need any more than that, right? Shoes with a big old piece of leather hanging off the back for no, purpose other than the fact that in your mind you're thinking well people think i'm pretty cool if i have shoes with a big old piece of leather hanging off the back you just you don't need it right you just need shoes shoes that work shoes that fit we talk about our choices and this idea about what our lives look like from the perspective of what our our capsule looks like our house or our launch pad or whatever it is that we use to prepare ourselves for each and every day, right? To get us moving and address the issue of life, right? Imagine if you got just enough of that to accommodate what you need. Kind of sort of like an RV or kind of, if you know anybody, it's kind of, well, kind of sort of like me. And instead of having acres of grass that you have to mow and bunches of garage full of crap that you have to move around and keep organized and big shops and big rooms and dusty places that you have to clean, all you have is a 40-foot-long RV to clean. And of course, because it's an RV and they don't cost as much as houses, let's just imagine for a second that you... You pay the house off. It costs you $135,000 for the RV and the truck. And there you are. You're living debt-free. You have a, a, a unit, a piece, a tool, an asset that will deliver all of the same benefits as a, as an, as a house six times its size, right? Here's where it gets important. All of those remaining assets that are not consumed by that house, by that capsule that you use to launch your life, are now available to launch your life. This is where we get tied up in this this idea. Oh, you know, I gotta I gotta have that. I gotta have that. Oh, oh, that's cool. And then you get yourself in that situation where you get that that boost, kind of like heroin. You get that shot of happiness when you when you anticipate maybe buying something, and then you let that conversation progress to the point you're standing there signing papers and kissing each other, and then the happiness wears off, and now you're stuck for 30 years with a big yard and no inclination whatsoever to do anything with it. we've been on the road for six years and one thing i've figured out is no one cares no one really cares where we are what we're doing for the most part aside from our kids and a few people who love us right because that's just the way life is you're busy doing your stuff the way you access the things you love in life is threefold the first step is for you to define it based on who you are you don't know who you are. It took me, it's taken me years to figure out who I am. And even now, I spend every day pondering every choice I make and I, re, I hone it and I practice it and I try and refine it and I question it. Why? Because that's part of that growth process where we can just become completely unstoppable. And more than that, the benefit is that we can just submerge ourselves in things that truly inspire us. You know how excited it is to do the things you love. You know, you don't you don't see I never I guarantee here's one something you'll never see. A bunch of grumpy, pissed off people fishing. 
four guys in a boat and they're out there and they're all grumpy like oh god you know i hate putting worms on on hooks oh god dang you don't see that why i don't i don't even have to answer that if i have to if i have to answer that then you're in bigger trouble than i thought right then than anybody would have expected right all right, here's a little bit of good news for you. I've been running at you pretty hard here, so I'm going to bring her back a bit. I'm just going to tell you the good news is. The good news is, regardless of what you do, my life's going to continue to get better. You're going to continue to see hints that I'm moving in certain directions, that my life is changing. It's taking new directions, and I'm trying new things. I'm learning new things. And that's the way I hope it will continue until the day I drop dead. Which, unfortunately, no matter how much work out I do, how well I try to take care of myself, will eventually happen. I challenge you to wake up every day and when you grab your phone and you pick that phone up, think about something in your life that you want to have happen, that you would love to experience or learn or do, something that will create some energy in your life. Go throughout your day, and, and, and when you pick up that phone in the morning, commit yourself to do something in the day to bring you closer to that, whether it's just learning something about it, talking to someone about it, reading an article about it, some aspect of it that actually brings you closer, why you think right now you can't, can't accomplish it, right? At the end of each day, when you set that phone down, before you set it down, take a minute and ask yourself how you did. Do a review of that thing, and it doesn't have to be anything amazing. It could be something as simple as maybe something you love to do, like play disc golf or play golf or go fishing or just some simple thing that you've allowed to slip away from your life or get lost in the abyss of all of our obligations, right? I promise that in three weeks, if you continue that action and continue to take action towards that goal, in three weeks, you will be engaging in that action. Depending on what it is, of course, you're not going to be a nurse in three weeks. But the concept still applies. That is, if, you, if you're not financially stable because of your employment, the question you have to ask yourself is, what can I do to change that, right? And you can wake up every day and you can say, I want to be a nurse. How, what are options for me becoming more successful financially for earning more money? And the answer is whatever you fill in the blank with. And when you find that solution, guess what you do? You wake up every day and you say, this is what I want to be. And every day throughout the day, you work towards it. You learn something about it. You take steps towards it. You adjust your schedule in your life to make sure it happens. And at the end of each day, what do you do? You take a look at that phone again and you remind yourself, how did I do? How much closer am I to being a nurse? How much closer am I to being a doctor? How much closer am I? And you fill in the blank. And I guarantee you, if you consistently address those goals every day, in, in sooner than you can even imagine, you'll be standing on top of your mountain going, damn, I just graduated and I'm a nurse. I realize I've made it complicated for you. I realize I've made it tough to understand, partly because of the delivery and partly because it, I'm talking about things that we just generally do not consider. But that doesn't make them invalid. Hey, listen, I'm not giving up on you. I hope you don't give up on you. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, working on the second book called Self-Defined. Coming along the same line as some of this stuff, you'll be amazed when you read it. Uh, you, your Best Life Defined on 
usually five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch me live. I usually do a walk and talk on my way to the park when I go work out. So please feel free to jump in there. You do need to download the Podbean app in order to join me. Sunday afternoon or Sunday mornings, usually I have a live RV Survival Guy podcast on both Podbean and on TikTok. So if you want to join me there on Sunday mornings, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you about whatever you have to talk about. Uh, Forum is towards RVs, but we'll talk about anything for a minute. So listen, life's going great for me. I'm excited about where I'm going, excited about the book, excited about you and about the the support I'm getting. I'm kind of digging this. This is actually pretty cool. Thank you to everyone out there who keeps showing up. I'm going to keep doing my best. I hope you will too. Until next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined.